biopics. Musical biopics. Biopics. Not musicals, mind you. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, like not musical biological pictures. Yes. That's the one. Not yeah. musical, not movie musicals. Like Mamma Mia. Or the Prince of Egypt. Yeah. My favorite. Prince of Egypt is good. It's not my favorite movie musical, though. What's your favorite movie musical? Little Shop of Horrors. That's, that's alright. Which, which, which cut there? The one with the good ending. <laughs> By which I mean the one where Seymour 2 rules the world. Hmm. Not the happy ending. I don't think I ever saw that one. Oh, it's great. It's it came the, out yeah, on the, the Blu-ray re-release. Yeah. yeah. I watched it like fucking... Oh, you should re-watch it. Yeah, it holds it's up. Really it's worth really worth re-watching. Cool. It is definitely worth re-watching. I watched it this past year. Oh, cool. Mm. I'll give it a go. Mm. Give it a bash. Mm-hmm. Well, if you've been listening to our ramblings, you know you're on the set of beards. I'm your host, Jason Musicanth. With me, as always, are Marcus Knaif. Yes. Thomas Sharp. Hello. And Dion Van Heerden. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's me. And Sorry, uh, special just... guest star, Winston. Yeah. Sorry, Wilson. I'm just fondling a ball. Ayo. That's a football and you're touching with your hands. I know, right? Penalty, red card, uh, to the camps. Hey, at least I'm not letting our son play with it, okay? He would break something. He's having a nap. Yeah. So please keep your voice down. Yeah, so I'm sorry. So, like, you're like, okay, I'm not going to let him play with it because he's going to break something. And in doing so, you're breaking his heart. Yes. That's ice cold. Savage. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, so this episode, we're talking about musical biopics. Although, they don't necessarily have to be real ones because uh, yeah, two of the best ones. Yeah. <laughs> what? Which one? Walk hard, walk hard, walk hard and, and pop star. That's more yeah. of a mockumentary style kind of thing than a yeah. biopic because it doesn't follow his life. It's more of like a what's slice of life with him. Yeah. It's a more. It's more, more of a more along the lines of uh, Spinal Tap rather. So Marcus, you're the one that suggested this this topic for this week. Yes, I just really wanted an excuse to talk about Walk Hard, but I won't jump right into that. Seeing as it is the parody one, yeah, yeah. it would make, make sense not to. So, like, uh, just this past week, I finally got around to watching Straight Outta Compton. Oh, yeah? It's taken you this long. It's taken me this long. It's taken me longer, seeing as I didn't get time to watch it this uh, week. It's really <laughs> fucking you guys both good. Failures. It's fantastic. It's taken me the longest. Because <laughs> you're going to well, watch it we're tired at the moment. I've been live longer than you, though. But it still came out No. <coughs> Where was I? Oh yeah, so straight out of Compton. It's great. It, it's it's just great. I mean, the portrayals, like the ca- the actors play the characters so on point. Well, the guy that they got to play Ice Cube is Ice Cube's son. Yeah. So. No, there's there's <laughs> that, and Ice Cube pitches uh, shows up too. But like the guy who plays Dre. Yeah. Like, who then, you see him in another film, Kong Skull Island. He is yes. the assistant to John Goodman. Oh yeah! Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, same guy. Yeah. I mean, he plays Dre. Yeah. He plays John Stray. Goodman. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's a big fat suit. Nice. That's great. Mm, yeah, no, he's... No, if you ask Christian Bale, that's phoning it in. No, like, no, he... <laughs> but if you ask Gary Oldman, that gets you a nomination. Yeah, <laughs> and he he nails Dr. Dre, and like even the the smaller bit players, you know, like the guy that plays Snoop Dogg, just sort of nails early Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I think everybody did pretty good yeah. character work and. The fact that Dr. Dre was a producer and, yes. like, on set and part of the writing process was, you know, important for the development. I don't think I and have enough knowledge really... about them to, to... And it was a really, like, compelling narrative. I mean, the whole rise and fall of N.W.A. It was. And it, it, I like that it showed off what abject fucking shitheads a lot of them were. Yeah. Like, they were not... They, they, did were, they were not really good sometimes. people. Yeah. Which what? is what? Yes. Yeah. So you're telling me that stigma came from somewhere and not nowhere? That's correct. Yeah. Well, I mean, the NWA. I mean, they fund so many politicians and like they just like anti-gun control. You're thinking of the NRA. Oh, that's embarrassing. It's like the white NWA. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. I'm on board. <laughs> With just as many shootings. Maybe even more. <laughs> But yeah. it was, it's like it, it's Do you just need a, a passing knowledge of it to kind of no, appreciate no, it? I don't think it would no. have been such a huge, like, just over the across the board success if you did. No, yeah. and like no, no. It, it, it shares a similarity with a movie that I'll bring up, and uh, that's I'm not there. Like, you don't need 
knowledge of the subject matter. It only fleshes it out for yes. you. Yes, that's definitely an interesting take on the on the musical biopic. Yeah, I'm not there. I'm mm. not there. Yet. It's mm. it's a bizarre take it on is, the musical. Yeah, it is. It like is. Bob Dylan one. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It like I, I watched it and you know I don't really consider myself a Bob Dylan fan. I know his music, but it's passing knowledge of his music. Mm. I think you, like I think a lot of that movie's kind of lost on you unless you fucking know some Bob Dylan yeah. stuff like a lot of the time while I was watching it I was actually looking stuff up mm. and yeah, that, that's I mean thing. that was cool so I know a little bit more about Bob Dylan now but yeah. like and that's the thing about I'm not there um, as opposed to well we'll get to I'm not there in a bit mm. like in more detail because that one is fucking fantastic oh, I love it to bits but like unlike something like that if you have no idea even who NWA were like, yeah. or who any of the people were who were part of that story the story on its own is compelling enough and the characters are fleshed out well enough that you want to know what's going to happen yeah because it's still at its core a you know three part movie yeah and it takes your characters from the beginning to the end yeah. and they're all fleshed out properly with their own motivations and it's all pretty elementary stuff it's yeah it, like I said, it's only if you kind of know who these people are that some of the stuff's like, oh, you know. Yeah. But you I don't think a good, need that. A good biopic, yeah, you should ideally not require any knowledge of. Yeah. No, for sure. It should be able to work as a, as a movie yeah. in and of itself, which is yeah. why I think... Otherwise, just read a biography. Mm. Yeah. Like, uh, okay, no, I know it's not a music biopic, but I knew nothing about uh, the guy who created Wonder Woman, Professor Marston. Oh, before yeah. watching Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman. Oh yeah, um, I was like, it's a fantastic. It's, it's film. really good. It's mm. not super accurate. Yeah, mm. but as a movie, it's it's damn good and it's That's it's entertaining cool. enough to hold your attention. Yeah, oh, really? I, I had no idea like what he was about, and that film did give you some insight, even though it was slightly more dramatized. But you mm. know, you could get you got the idea of who this guy was. And why he did what he did, even if they do embellish, which is something that happens in bio, mm. especially in musical biopics, yeah, quite a lot. Yeah, because yeah. they're larger than life characters, yeah. and a lot of them are kind of a big deal. Yeah. So mm. it's important to portray yeah. them as kind of a big deal because when, they have fan bases that, if you kind of drag them through the mud a bit, they're not going to take yeah. kindly to it. No, even yeah, that that's the one problem. Even when they're like trying to portray them like in the early years of their career, like they still try to make them out to be this big deal when they really, at that point in their careers, weren't. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just like um, sports players. They yes. perform better when they're on performance-enhancing drugs. <laughs> yeah. Hey. It just works that way. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've got to say, I, I don't watch musical biopics at all. <laughs> Ever. It stresses you out? Yeah, well, partly or, they stress me out, and partly, like, I just prefer Are you still reading... shopping around for a director? About yeah, yours. I just prefer reading biographies. Like, just bit biopics in general, like, mm. I tend to avoid. Um, just because the, a couple of the early ones that I watched, when I then sort of went and read up on the... Like, I don't technically mind, you know, like, a little bit embellishment. of embellishment. But stuff like A Beautiful Mind... Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No. Okay. yeah. I think mm -hmm. that's the most egregious case of it. Oh, yeah. Really, uh, that's definitely one of them. But like the the extent to which those things get, and then you go and read afterwards, and it's like, oh, you know, you have this really cool like image of everything, and like, oh, things worked out this way, and things, and then like, you go read, it's like, no, it absolutely fucking didn't. And then just yeah, make a fiction, works. just make a fictional film. Just say inspired Lose, by. Don't yeah. even say inspired by. Just make an original pitch that like. And just take, like, the three or four elements from the person's life that you want to use. And just don't, like, uh, I don't know, biopics, because it has to be an hour and a half, two hours, three-act structure, like, it always... I, mean, I suppose that was a bad introduction mm. to them, but, like, it always leaves me with a bad taste. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just... I don't know. It just bugs me. I well, prefer... then, Thomas and I are here to convince you otherwise. Nah. <laughs> but I don't know. He sounds pretty set in his ways. Yeah, but he hasn't watched *Dark Not There*. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that I will, I will give. I don't know if not really going to change your mind. No. I watched it this past week. It's, it's good, but it's not going to change your mind on biopics. I think especially musical ones because, like, 
I'm super into musicians mm. and their lives and like you know I read all those deep cut Beatles books you know where they're like going to like details of individual recording sessions and stuff mm. like that and just how you know things get glossed over or thing and it's just I always have that idea of a lot of people even though they shouldn't be are taking this as gospel because this mm. is the only biographical info they're getting of this yeah. person yeah. and so it is it's like the only frame it's of selling itself as that that's the thing is it sells itself as a biography yeah. but it's not but it's, it's not dramatization. It's, it's willfully misrepresenting people and giving like so you know people that in real life might have been blameless get demonized or vice versa yeah, just depending on the writer's perspective or yeah. the not the narrative they wanted to push but the direction they wanted the film yeah to take. so i don't know <laughs> it, to me it's just it's probably like it, that's just sort of i know it feels a little like pedantic or whatever but just like viscerally no, it yeah, bugs like, me. Re representation's yeah. important yeah it, it just bugs me really viscerally and like that's why i just feel super uncomfortable watching a biopic when i know if i go and i sit and i pick up our biography i'm gonna get, get a better more i'm gonna get a very different perspective. perspective and that like millions of people are being fed this this and that. i mean these yeah. biopics have ruined lives you know where people get misrepresented um even like Aaron brockovich <laughs> I know, famously had, yeah. like, a lot of misrepresentation in it. Um, and that's, like, a famous, lauded, you yeah. know, good example that yeah. people Wolf use. Wolf of Wall Street as well. Mm. Super inaccurate. Yeah. You know, I've never seen that film. You it's, really it's should. A, it's a good film. I, I, it's, I, it's factually inaccurate, but thematically it's accurate. Yeah. I'd rather for something like that that they take, they, they make up, fictional um yeah sort of avatar like to sort of represent mm. that type of wall street but, yeah. but as soon as you start putting real life people's names to things it's like mm -hmm. i get super i mean some so just to get a wolf of wall street like some of the things that were accurate were like that whole bit with the ferrari and the quaaludes yeah. that really happened mm. he really like wrecked his car and shit like but they did embellish some of the parties to make them seem like even more like vicey yeah and they they made the um eccentric richness of it i guess more eccentric yeah more eccentric because you remember when the book when jordan belfort uh when his book was written i can't remember if he authored it or it was authored by someone else like mm -hmm. what people like experienced as excessive wealth in the 80s like isn't seen as excessive wealth today mm. like you have to put it to, against today's standards mm. to sort of make yeah. it still seem yeah. like so like over the top and everything but we're getting a bit off topic it's like, it's like like people think the great gatsby is like ooh, lovely i'm gonna have a themed party around that gatsby ooh, those were the days those were the halcyon days of slavery and racism <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were saying we're going off topic. You wanna you wanna bring it back to the musical ones. I want to bring it back to the musical ones. Cool. Shit, I know. I guess we should talk a bit about I'm Not There, which is a very strange. I'm Not There is super weird. Super I also because uh, it would have yeah. to be being a by uh, Bob Dylan. It's as yeah, weird as he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they've got like, seven silly. different actors. Six, 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 six playing different. And one of them is a yes uh, you mean the oscar nominated best performance of the film mm. yes i said one of them's a girl yeah she uh, sjw agenda hey? mm. she had boy. weird hair too yeah mm? it was short short boy hair that's cultural <laughs> <laughs> she looked like a young laura dern <laughs> oh no. SJ, no. Uh, no but the the thing about i'm not there is it it's a different take because it's not a biopic why do we keep saying bio biopic in the strictly sense? Biopic. Yeah. I do. It's probably because I'm myopic. Anyway, it's not a biopic <laughs> in the strict sense. Mm -hmm. Because what I'm Not There does is because Bob Dylan has always been seen as this very complex individual. They sort of, they well, they use six different actors to play the different identities mm -hmm. of Bob Dylan. So you have Bob Dylan, the storyteller, Bob Dylan, the traveler. You know Bob Dylan, the preacher, and they all sort of mesh the storylines together, and it's just it's it's a, it's bonkers. Yeah, and be, and because they're not ever actually 
technically portraying Bob Dylan. Like yeah. another yeah. thing they their do. Their personalities just, all have different names. Yeah, they yeah. all have their own names. So they're all kind of embodying something without being a one to one. So hmm. the there's more scope for creative license. Yeah, so it's like an abstraction. Yeah, it, it yeah, very yeah, much it's is. like an and abstraction because, of his life. And because That's the cool. film follows a completely non-linear story, mm. it has no three-act problems. Yeah, mm. it, it's almost more of a story about his personality rather than his life. Yeah, yes. very so, much so. It's, that one, you, you, I think you've sold me on that one. Mm. You should watch it. You really yeah, should. It's, yeah. Like I said, for, tell me what to do. Like I said, it won't it. change your mind on... on no, because your stance is pretty well reasoned for you. Yeah. I'm not going to have fun in December. Oh, you, are you gonna? Are you gonna do it? Are you gonna no, I'm not gonna watch it, but I'm gonna like just have to avoid social media for a month. Mm. You're gonna run away. Yeah. But yeah, watch it if only for Kate Blanchett's performance. Yes, because it's like oh, she's in it. Who does she play? She plays <laughs> Mr. Bob. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. 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 Which is sort Mrs. Of... Mr. Bob, presumably. No, no, no. Mr. Bob. Mr. Matron Bob. No, Lord Mr. Nurse Bob. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> the female doctor. The Vice Admiral Bob. Alright. Yeah, no, her performance is like critically lauded and rightly so. Lauded over who? Uh, us. Yeah. Mm. For being not as good actors. Also, God, like, like it, it's so good, you don't realize you're watching Kate Blanchett. Yeah, that's it. That is a that is a plus for any film. <laughs> No, it's like, <laughs> he said it. <laughs> Her performance is so good. I just repeated what he said sarcastically. He's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Kate Blanchett's a treasure. What's wrong with you? National treasure. Um, International treasure. Because all of the, like we said, all of the portrayals are, like Jason said, you know, abstractions of his personalities. Mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett's portrayal is the closest caricature of Bob Dylan mm. to what he was at like his height of methamphetamine addiction and like artsy artsiness yeah. like yeah it, it very much so the character constantly makes you roll your eyes into to the back of your head looking at a Banksy piece yeah the government is bad you know like, oh what really what yes. yeah. thanks Banksy thanks Banksy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks guy from Massive Attack yeah so, uh, but it's it's a fantastic yeah. acting portrayal. Nice. So it's, it's very good. We should watch it. Yes. And then, yeah, you do get some musical biopics that are just sort of fun to watch, but sort of middle of the road. Yeah, not really great, not really terrible, like um, that Joan Jett one, Runaways. With um, Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. As it's Joan actually Jett. one of the, the, the movies that I've enjoyed her in mm. the most in yeah, her uh, entire career. Yeah, no, she she's fine. She's doesn't well more than fine. It she's she's pretty great in it. It's got one of the the screaming sisters. Yes, Carmen Elizabeth Olsen. No, the no. other the other the other one, the original Macaulay Culkin. No. <laughs> <laughs> what are the names? Uh, the screaming sisters. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Runaways. Joan Jett. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, it's, it's Bob Dylan. <laughs> oh, god. It's Kate Blanchett. The Blackhearts. What are their names? Thomas and I knows what Marcus feels like. <laughs> what are their names? Wanting serious like response. <laughs> Wanting proper responses, and you and I are just being assholes. <laughs> I genuinely tried to help. <laughs> the woman was. <laughs> the woman from Super AIDS. The from kid, Super AIDS. The kid from Girl. <laughs> The girl from Super 8, what's her name? Drew Barrymore. No. Dakota Fanning. The other one. Elle Fanning. Thank you, Jason. No, Wait, no, was that right? Him. Yes. 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 Idiot. Da- oh. Dakota it's Fanning. It's that facetiousness <laughs> that just puts things right for me. Dakota Fanning, the screaming kid. Yeah. Oh, oh right, yeah. Well, that's a fun watch and it's fine, I guess. Yeah, it's okay. I don't really... Like, that. that's the thing. They're either, like create they're either like super creative and different like i'm not there and mm. really good like um straight out of compton or they're just sort of middle of the road you know just a movie to watch where do you put walk the line in that list then in in, in those categories if those are the two boxes walk uh, the line with walking phoenix yeah with walking phoenix yeah walking phoenix 
because yeah. he walks a lot. Walking. One would say he walks hard. No, I'd say mm. he walks the line. Yeah, no, he, he walks, walks the line. No, walk the line is walk the line is like, is a, is it's good. It's like legitimately good. And the musical numbers in it are, are well pretty mm. damn good. And that's down to old Walking. Mm. Yeah, but Man, he nails he nails that Johnny Cash tone. Mm. Yeah, no, the music in it's great. Interestingly, did you watch it? Yes. Oh. but it's uh, Johnny Cash. Yeah, biopic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's a biopic. Yeah, but it's a very old biopic. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly, the um, but I mean, it's good as a film, but it bugs me for the same reasons. Yeah, everything else does. But the music is genuinely good, like uh, Ray as well. The yeah, Ray, Ray as well. Like again, the music's fantastic. I just feel lied to. Them. Yeah, yeah I don't you like, feel you feel like there's a cl- like a glossy veneer. Put like over uh, it. you can't trust any of it. So well, you're gonna go read the biography. Yeah. <laughs> Interestingly, though, very famously. Um, for the Walk the Line one, his kid watching the movie actually... Carter Cash. Yeah, Carter, thank you. Um, was actually really upset by the film because it showed her, her dad's, like, horrible moments mm. and, like, she didn't like to confront it. Mm. So, it's interesting. Yeah. But what I was going to say was the, um, the music in Walk the Line is done by T-Bone Burnett, which is the same guy that did the music for... Um, Nutcracker. Uh, Frozen. Oh, Straight out of Joan Jack. <laughs> oh, brother, where art thou? Oh, oh. Yeah. Hey, oh. Very nice. Same guy. We were both wrong. Yeah, we were both wrong. <laughs> you, I liked, you were super I liked wrong. Where your heads were at, though. That's <laughs> yeah. nice. It shows me what you're thinking about at any given moment. <laughs> <laughs> a snapshot into your mind. <laughs> synth music, synth music, Sidetrack Collectibles, PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and of course, I don't know if it counts as a biopic, but because we'll be the judge of that. Eight Mile. Um, no, and that was more of a fictional thing. Yeah, well, it isn't that like, like is somewhat like, based that a, on like his... a biography, but like of his alter ego. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a biography yeah. of like semi-fictional things. Yeah, yeah. so it, it pulls a lot from his own experiences. Like, it's basically like what you were saying they should do. Yes. Mm. Which it's was a, a made-up character yeah. Yeah. pulling the interesting bits. and then yeah, So by that logic, of, 8 fiction. Mile is the greatest biopic Dion's ever seen. No. Walk hard. <laughs> <laughs> you knew that You're was not coming. Wrong. You're not wrong. I mean... Yeah, no. I'll fight you. IRL. <laughs> what is it? Meat Space? No, no, not in Meat Space. It's gross. In meat Space yeah. is dangerous. Lady meat Gaga's the king sweaty. of Meat Space. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Me, oh, you that's queen? a website where you can make your own Lady Gaga like fan tribute websites. What? Oh, I'm thinking of Squarespace. Never mind. Ah. <laughs> See those ads Use offer codes in the Use off a good Cinebeard and it'll tell you that we like Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> it just redirects you. Get just... one website for the price of two. <laughs> That's the Cinebeard's guarantee. <laughs> Promise nothing and deliver less. <laughs> yeah, so should we just drop the pretense yeah, and proclaim our love for Walk yeah. the Line? Yeah. I, I watched it again this week after yeah. watching Walk the Line. Oh, and I really need to so see that good. again. Yeah, it, it, it wrong is. kid died. I, it's been too long, <laughs> and it's just thinking back. There's so many actors that I've subsequently come to love that were sort of that was like my first interview. Yeah. Like the guy that kept saying, "You know, like get out of here. You know, you don't want no part of this." Yeah, uh, I don't want overdose. You can't overdose. <laughs> <on. laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I don't want to get addicted. It's like it's completely not addictive. <laughs> well, I don't want a hangover. I definitely can't get a hangover. It doesn't give you a hangover. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds pretty expensive. expensive. It sounds like I want it. It sounds pretty expensive. It's like it's the cheapest <laughs> drug there is. <laughs> Why are you smoking there? Well, <laughs> no, it's, it's like, heroin. <laughs> it's a logical next step for you. <laughs> God damn it! This is a dark fucking period. <laughs> <laughs> that that scene where he goes full um, uh, Brian Wilson, uh, that the the Brian Wilson parody scene yeah, where yeah. he's like, where he's just got like all the different animals, yeah. all the people, <laughs> like doing that. That just that hits so close to An home. army of didgeridoos. It's so, five thousand. The, the worst thing is like I can I can I can see like 
just for myself, I mm. can see that part. Like, it seems so ridiculous you. when you watch it, but like, you can feel the psychological impulse of that if paired with like massive success and pressure and drug use mm. will inevitably will lead to this. Will, will lead to, to that, that point. Oh man, that's fucking scary to Is watch. that which you're just gonna live in your Saito collectible synthesizer for <laughs> yeah. You can't come in with the password <laughs> But 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 what what my fa- like my favorite about like walk hard is just how they drop like the pretenses like early on. Like remember where he's like, I'm fourteen years old and it's just very <laughs> like Jutsy, right? Yes, like, you're you my twelve year old girlfriend. <laughs> Just that, like that disconnect between the characters—it's fantastic. Yeah, and that whole movie is just so great. I think all biopics should just be like parody biopics. Yeah, <laughs> it works so well. I'm 15 years old and I got a house and a wife and two kids. I think I'm doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like. It, it has to be said the music is just yeah, fucking fantastic absolutely which brilliant. is which is weird because you would think that they would also kind of yeah you but yeah, like that's the part you can see they just took seriously like yeah. there's no fucking around with the music no, no, it's, it's just, hilarious it's, but it's incredibly yeah. well done yeah. like like the let's duet yeah. song yeah <laughs> you can always come in my back door <laughs> let's do it <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's the thing. They didn't they didn't phone in their musical numbers. They could have very easily made it like, oh, his playing is horrible, but then he gets famous anyway. Yeah, yeah that yeah, could have been very much yeah, part of the gag. They, they, but uh, yeah, but I mean, that would have sort of been a mm. uh, like I think it's obviously a like a Johnny Cash parody, um, and making Johnny Cash a terrible musician isn't a parody of Johnny Cash. Yeah. Like I think yeah. they realize that that making him a terrible musician is just an insult yeah it's just an insult like even because a, a parody is is generally caricature yeah, yeah. It's, so just take everything and amplify it if you're gonna make him terrible then you're saying like secretly is actually kind of a bit terrible yeah. and we're just casting a light on that yeah so yeah, yeah. that's but I mean, that, the music is just legitimately great it's the yeah they could have gone with the old-timey camera on a selfie <laughs> yeah they could have done that music but they didn't yeah, they didn't. They, they wrote integrity. really good songs, and they even joke around with the whole thing. It's like when he's on his cocaine bench. It's like, what are you doing, jumping around, playing so fast, like some <laughs> kind of punk? <laughs> you know, like how he maybe influenced punk music. Like that, yeah. that, that was those all, all those lines and everything. So good. <laughs> you know, when he's playing just the slow rock music, and people just go crazy. Yes. <laughs> Holding hands. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and Ghostface Killer is in it. He, You're he totally right. End, Ghostface yeah. Killer is in it. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. I should have I rewatched know. it this week. I should go rewatch it. Is you it on should. Netflix? It is uh, not on Netflix. not, no. But if you You've can find it. You've got to own the DVD. It, <laughs> uh, yeah. I own the DVD. If, like, if you can still get a hold of the DVD. Please lend me your DVD. Maybe it's on Showmax. <laughs> I will yeah. lend you my DVD because... It has the bonus features on that DVD are fantastic. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Like, they have extended versions of all the songs and, like, some improv bits. And it's a great DVD. It sounds like Dion Heaven. Does. It is. I'm just going to order the Blu ray. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not sure if the Blu ray has the same I'll check bonus features, but yeah. definitely. I'm, I'm check. very thorough about checking my bonus features. I know. Especially well, when John best, C. Riley is involved. The, it's one of the best parts about buying physical releases yeah. these days. Yeah. The bonus oh, features. like the Blade Runner. Mm. Have I actually bought Blade Runner 2049? I don't think so. I don't think you've bought it yet. Well, no. I'm waiting for that special edition to show up on Amazon. There's one on Amazon. I haven't seen it. But it's like 20k. That's reasonable. <laughs> That's you told me to. That is actually true. I'll, I'll just divert... I'll, I'll link you to it. I'll, yeah, please. I'll divert my sideshow money in. 
Not Blade Runner. Mark. No, what's in that collector's oh. edition? Is it like a... It's, it's, you get Deckard. You get Deckard. No, no, you, de- you get Deckard. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Gosling <laughs> just comes to your house and delivers the box and, and sits down and, and watches the movie you with you. When you open your door and he gives it to you, he just does a really awkward song for you. <laughs> you just, and you get to keep him for the day. <laughs> He's like yeah. reading it off a piece of paper as he sings. And like you're doing chores and stuff and it's kind of awkward that he's there and you want to give him attention but you got shit to do but like, <laughs> she's gotta... like I do need to go to the bank today it's a Saturday and like I can't go during the week I'm just yeah doing sorry <laughs> like well you want to just sit and watch something do you like... watch Blade Runner <laughs> no like I can yeah, 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 I really yeah. like that movie oh, yeah. my, my, my mind went Netflix in a con for you you're just... <laughs> yeah, just... oh, my mind went in a completely different direction like it comes with Ryan Gosling and like while you're watching Blade Runner 49 he's just giving you a handy yeah, that is of where your mind went. Of course, your yeah. mind went there. You that is the that is the least surprising thing you've said on this show ever. <laughs> no one is shocked. Are you shocked? I'm shocked that no one is shocked. <laughs> Wait, it's what are we talking we about? Listen and care when you speak, Marcus. No, you don't. don't. Think that's true. I think We're so good lying. at this. We're so good at lying to Marcus. Uh, the podcast. <laughs> So oh, we'll man, that's me on Blade Runner 2049 again. <laughs> <laughs> because it how does it always get back here? <laughs> how, did, how did I get here? <laughs> how did I get here? <laughs> because why not? <laughs> because why not? Because <laughs> fuck Blade Runner 2049. I mean, you guys are yeah. almost as good as the monkeys. You're great. That's a reference to Warcard. Oh. When he meets the Beatles. Oh shit! Yes. <laughs> oh. oh I mean, where it's like where it's like the Beatles and like Elvis and like all these people on the bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and fucking uh, Frankie Muniz plays Buddy Holly for like yeah. all of two oh, minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let me get this straight. It's Elvis, then Buddy Holly, and then me. No, yeah. it's Elvis, the Big Bopper, yeah. Buddy Holly, and then me. <laughs> <laughs> Only two types of people in the world are no karate man. There's a Chinese and the king. <laughs> oh, oh man. I, so I, I, I could just sit here woke quoting that movie. Now, like, I, but because I, I watched he, Walk the Line and Walk Hard within like a day like of each other, intermingled. it's blending. <laughs> yeah. Really weirdly. I think the only That's way they could taste me of Joaquin Phoenix like, acting a storm up. And then a comedy line coming. <laughs> I think the only way they could have tastefully made that scene better, where it's like um, Buddy Holly yeah. and uh, um, and the Big Bopper, and then Elvis, and then me, you know, like would have been if he'd been like, if only I had two planes and a toilet. Go <laughs> <laughs> oh. on, add like a little biopic, yeah, little, yeah, little, yeah, little yeah, bit of history yeah. in there, a little bit, a little bit of history in there, <laughs> a little bit of history lesson. <laughs> Get the kids learning. Get them learning. They don't anymore. <laughs> She's seeing Marcus, to... lo- Marcus lost his ball. Oh no, my ball. Sorry to like deviate again. Have you right. seen the onion? It's either the onion or click hole about the security detail that was in charge of not letting Elvis die on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> That's clickhole. I think it's clickhole. That's so clickhole. It's so amazing. I'll show you it after this. Please. I love. I just fucking love clickhole. This whole team of highly trained men whose whose sole responsibility was to ensure that Elvis didn't die, and they just dropped the ball. We made a lot of we made a lot of mistakes, and I think we should really evaluate for next time. Oh, so good. So, Dion, I think, um, seeing as it was Marcus's almost reasoning behind talking about this, we need to um, talk a bit about about uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. What About what? Bohemian about Rhapsody. that film that you're super excited for. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you do. You've complained about it that. twice before, I've never if I'm counting correctly. It. I've never yeah. complained. Twice, twice before. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just mentioned that it's coming out soon, and also that Elvis, uh, the Elvis one, is also coming out fairly soon. The Elvis one? Yeah, Rocket Man. Ugh, not Elvis. Elton John. She's <laughs> just thinking. Like, did I always feel this one? Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Did, the yeah. Have they done like a, an Oscar Beatty Elvis bio, biopic yet? Uh, you can't win an Oscar by, by dying on the shitter. <laughs> That's what you say. 
No, I don't know. Jeff Bridges could. <laughs> if only he were Daniel younger. Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> he goes back for his ultimate challenge. <laughs> to be that toilet. <laughs> to die beautifully pants down on a toilet. <laughs> oh my god, they can call it the king on his throne. Yeah! <laughs> Greenland! Greenland! Call Graham right throne. now. I'm going to call him. Yeah. I'm gonna die on my throne, baby. I'm the king. <laughs> credits. Yeah, in credits. But yeah, no, we're. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I'm super. It, it's the weirdest. What thing. are your like, reservations? My reservations are. How they gonna paint it differently? No, not even that. Although I do think Brian May and Roger Taylor were too involved with it. Um, I feel like. Like it's it, this is just uh, my reservations yeah, yeah, are, yeah, are purely yeah. subjective because yeah. I'm a huge Freddie Mercury fan. I've read every biography, every interview, every. Would you consider yourself Beeper. a fan? Yes, um, like I mean, he collects the original records <laughs> like on vinyl. So he's a fan. The uh, so a like obviously it's gonna be glossed over. Um, there's certain lenses they have to view it through um, and it's also like there's there's weird lapses like again that it's probably super pedantic but like Brian's talking about writing We Will Rock You and Freddie's standing there with a moustache and it's like that was two years before he famously grew his moustache so mm. why is Brian talking no, but, but I mean like that's no, 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 I don't it's think pedantic I, little thing I no no but I mean I don't know if that's pedantic that's a research point for the yeah. fan base that's a big thing but it's weird because like the guy that did the official like did the red special replicas for Brian May um, mm. the Guyton guitars like he went and built like a slew of guitars that are like each ear accurate like because it's obviously he played the red space his whole career but it's had different iterations like, yes. well no not even it's just like just different levels of wear throughout the years and like he at this point it had a restoration and they've gone like everyone is like era perfect to like down to the fret except wear. for that pesky moustache well yeah it, but it's such a weird oversight like mm. I know it sounds weird from the outside but like for a fan like Mustaches keep foiling. For it's like when days. it's like mm. having Bob Dil- the year Bob Dylan went electric, which was such a like fundamental thing that totally divided his fan base. That yeah. actually that, shows up a lot. Yeah, in, um, have that be the in the wrong year. Yeah, or the wrong decade. Like yeah, that's it's it's just kind of weird. And they like they've got uh, Mark Martell doing the the singing, which is like which is that is yeah, good. fantastic. We've all heard that yeah. singing. Yeah. And it's but no like joke. Rami Malek looks like. I mean, I don't want to insult someone for not looking like the original person, but it's weird because, like, Freddie had this sort of really bolt fucking chin. Yes. And he had like, a very strong and jaw. Ra- yeah, this huge jaw. And then Rami Malek, like, when he's got the moustache on, he looks like a, like a child on Halloween. Yeah. Like, he looks singing. a little bit Halloween costumey. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's, I, it's weird. Like, he, he does the 70s Freddie perfectly. Yeah. But then 80s Freddie looks super weird. I'm also really worried about how they're going to end it. Like, because I know the original pitch... Uh was that it's going to end with Live Aid which was the oh, 1985 resurgence when he walks like, onto the like cuz that's where they sort of they had a bit of a dip and then like that was the like their whole rebirth thing yeah mm-hmm. and it's like are they going to do that though cuz it's really weird since he lived for 6 more years and like the last 6 years are arguably more interesting yeah they're very super interesting from like a if you were a writer like you would look at those six years and what everything that happened there. I mean, yeah, like you could you could literally have an entire film of those last six years. Well, mm. Going back to um, uh, with the line, that's what a couple yeah. of uh, criticisms of that film were: was that you're ignoring one everything of the most happened. important parts of his life, which was afterwards, yeah. where like a lot of really important stuff happened that was really interesting and, and I'm quite reali- poignant with how we have view Johnny Cash today I'm mm. realistic enough to know this is the thing for any fan when there's a biopic of someone they really love yeah um, so like I know this is not like an isolated thing but it's just it worries me so much because it's he is such like a super nuanced character mm. like the more you read about him the more interviews you hear mm-hmm. and it's like I'm just so worried because I know immediately how it's going to go it's going to sort of it's going to start with him in Larry Lyrics and Wreckage in the 60s and he's going to meet Brian and them and they're going to do 
they're going to form Queen, um, and it's going to all be about him and Mary Austin, who was she was the love of his life, mm-hmm. actually. And then like his burgeoning, you know, homosexuality, you know, the the backstage stuff, um, and then there's going to be this very short like meteoric rise, and then it's going to be internal conflict in the band. Um, and then there's going to be that moment where he discovers that he has AIDS in late 84. And then it's going to be, you know, that's going to be at the height of their conflict. And then it's, oh, it's all going to come together for live aid. And yeah. it's going to be a yeah. big old okay. try. You know, like, I, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I I'm, think that's almost going to be beat for beat. I, yeah, I'm so worried that that's what it is. Like, I hope I'm wrong. I but hope that, so too. But yeah, but that's just and again, like that's the logical way to do it. But it's also the well, very in the trailers and stuff. I haven't watched them too closely. Have we seen anything that ha- happens chronologically after Live Aid? Mm. There's the one thing where someone says something time, and then he says, "What if I don't have time?" Um, but like, but that could mean anything. But, they, but but I mean, that could also be yeah. that could be him in like '84 or whatever. Yeah. You know? yeah. So um, well, we yeah. could we could cut this over. Do you want to correct me if I'm wrong? Um, didn't he publicly announce uh, via press release that he has AIDS and then literally died the next day? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Really? It was sort of. I, I, I assume that. it was actually his management probably that that put out the the statement. But yeah, yeah. like it was very because pri- remember, I mean, you've seen Glow, like yes. you know yeah. what the the stigma was like around AIDS and homosexuality. So um, yeah, like he was super private about, I mean, like that's the thing is like the last few years, like I, I kind of want them to look at it, but also don't cause it's harrowing, like how yeah. the press hounded him and yeah. like, you it know, would be just a very dark picture. Like, yeah. It, well, maybe it's that would have been super a, bad. Maybe that would have been a better direction to take the film. Yeah. Well, I, but I kind of be, we don't know. I, yet, honest, yeah, I honestly think that's probably where like someone like Sasha Baron Cohen would have taken it. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like that's sort of that really unafraid. I mean, I can't say for sure, but that's but what it feels like. Is that but I mean, it's guy. those last few years were like super hard. Like the press just wouldn't even, like I want, 1989 which is where like the press is hounding him there's like he's in all the tabloids and then he's just retreated away and he's writing an opera album for his idol Montserrat Cabellet you know and like spending the night there like singing through the night and you want that like like, the the story for me of Barcelona is much more interesting than Bohemian Rhapsody Bohemian Rhapsody was like young crazy visionary whereas like Barcelona album is a guy who knows he's dying and he's putting everything he possibly can into his like final labor of love. I know they did albums. Yeah. That, that was sort. Of, this was his like ultimate his, baby. His uh, magnum opus. Yeah, if you will. absolutely. He spent forever writing it and it is. Beautiful. Yeah, it's fucking magnificent. Like that's the story. You know, that's so much more interesting than. We will rock you. Yeah, but, but as you said, but these I biopics under, suffer from. But I understand, need like to... you want millions of people to yeah. see it. So, I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody is way more marketable than Barcelona, yeah, for sure. So I think at the end of the day, the the one good thing that can come out of it is just anyone who somehow doesn't have an interest in Queen getting an interest in Queen. Uh, I guess that's what, positive. like millennials. Aren't we millennials? We are yeah, millennials. millennials. Shut up, no. <laughs> no, we're young millennials. People. No, the shut young up. people now are Generation Z. They're Gen Zs, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like if they, if if that sort. Of, although I must say, the one thing I've been too afraid to click on is Panic at the Disco. That did a whole Queen tribute thing now. Yeah. I did not know that. That's, I see that. Sounds like a war crime. So I'm that, not gonna that, watch it that. looks like a fucking war crime. The one video started auto playing on my Twitter feed. I was oh, like, oh, no, no. just uninstall. They did the covers of some. It's my surprised face. Yeah. That's, yeah, I know. That's, that's I'm just saying it quietly because, you know, at one point, Dion's desktop did say, just a casual panic at the disco fan that loves Marvel movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was yeah. a good Someone background. Someone was good at pranks. <laughs> mm. We miss you, Cinnamon. We love you, Cinnamon. Hashtag rip in peace. Rip in peace, Cinnamon. Wherever you are, forever in our hearts. Yeah. So yeah, I have, but I, I have the trepidation more just as a hardcore fan than mm. than anything ben else. Mm. And it's like it's that that fear of like misrepresentation. Mm. I get That's that. Like, I, no, yeah. okay. What you it, on a different level? What you feel about that is how myself or Marcus 
or anyone would have felt about Blade Runner. Yes. Yeah. It's the misrepresentation of something we love and something we're really intimately familiar with. And or something a, that... a Netflix adaptation of your favorite anime. <laughs> no, we just know it's gonna be a fuck up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so like, there's no, there's no like trepidation. Oh, it's just you like you like you like Death Note. I saw that. I saw it on the Netflix. It's oh, you're so gonna good. do your reviews. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I'll I'll do. Although I will say like to their spots. credit, the casting for Brian, John, and Roger is on fucking believable they showed a, an onset picture yeah. that I thought was an actual picture of Brian May really from the 70s wow. he's standing amazing. sort of like looking down with his guitar and like I was like oh cool you know like it's like so and so on set like what fucking good there's That's actually cool. um, a moment when the family of uh, Winston Churchill went to the set of um, Darkest Hour oh shit and they had like pictures and stuff over there and the family like the family members were like where did you get this picture of my father and it was one that they had recreated with Gary Oldman Jesus Christ Mm. (laughs) sorry I thought you were going to tell me a story about like his daughter or something who's now elderly like seeing Gary Oldman and going like (laughs) (laughs) the family was like where did you get this picture of my dad jeez that's good yeah, that's, that's impressive. So, like, it's a, kind of a similar vein there, if it fooled you. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. yeah. Is and it closer than family? So yeah, you are closer than impressive. family. Is it is it prosthetics that they're using or anything like no, that? No, 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 just, just really just good casting. Really Probably like little extra work on the hair. Yeah, little sure. extra work on the hair. Um, a little bit of like stagey makeup to try Probably to get like, the definition. Yeah, like, like any more film accurate. thing. But yeah, like just the the casting is just superb. Yeah, except for Robbie Malik. It should have been Sasha Baron Cohen. Well, yeah, I still, I, I, I can understand now looking at the aesthetic of the film that mm. Sasha would have stood out like a sore thumb. Absolutely. Um, if you were doing a film just about eighties, Freddie. Yeah, it's about the age. It, it would really have worked. Is. Yeah, but like Malik, I think can pull off the broader. Yeah. Yeah. So eighties might not work as well for him as it would have for for Sasha Baron. For Sasha Baron. They should have stunned two actors and Kate Blanchett. There oh, yeah, God, there we go. Perfect casting. Should have got should have gotten another Oscar for that one. Greenlight. She didn't, she didn't win for that. Eh? She didn't win for that. No. Just yeah. nominated. She got a Golden Globe. Aww. 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 And, a, and a BAFTA, I think. A Golden yes. Globe is oh, like BAFTA. A, a participation award for acting. <laughs> I guess so. Isn't, isn't a BAFTA basically just like... Don't Americans see BAFTAs as like Razzies? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, America. Teen Choice Awards. <laughs> <laughs> Nickelodeon Awards. Yeah. MTV. It's like, oh, is that the one you go with? It's like the MTV Movie one. Awards. Yeah, where you get the spaceman with the popcorn. Fuck. <laughs> no, no. no. You know I what? You know what I'm yeah. afraid of. What? Spiders. Spooed the dog. Spooky ghosts. <laughs> All of those Spooky things. Spooky ghosts. <laughs> Spotty ghosts. I wanted to say spiders and then I tried to change it because you're an asshole. <laughs> He's the asshole. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. All of those things. What are you afraid of? But I'm afraid of a David Bowie biopic getting greenlit. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, me that's too. That's almost definitely going to happen. Okay. Because, I mean, he... Now that Dion has provided me... put it with, out into the ether. Yeah, now I'm, that Dion has provided me with the context of why I should be afraid of biopics, I now understand, given a personal love of yeah. David Bowie, why I would absolutely hate a David yeah. Bowie biopic. And I can you imagine, like, the taglines that come up with him, like... Oh, fucking, this is, this is ground control. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm. No, 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 they would go worse. They would be like, you could be heroes. Ouch, ouch. We uh, are starmen. Yeah. Oh, we're basically writing it for them. But if if a Bowie uh, biopic was going to get made, I would I much think... prefer it in the vein of I'm Not There. Yeah. I think they would do it that way because Bowie's also yeah. weird. And the yeah. chameleon. Uh, yeah. Who do you think they'd get to play his um, his, his genitals his... in Labyrinth? Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. <laughs> Has to be, for sure. Or either Kate Blanchett or Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> to just play the left testicle specifically. <laughs> it's his most famous role. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. Is like, and how they like they could be all like, um, you know, from this and this to spiders from Mars. 
He, uh, the visionary, you know. Uh, yeah. This is the untold story uh, of. Yeah. I uh. okay. I am. I am. This is not something I say very often in my entire life, but I empathize with you completely. It did record. Yes. Shit. Is it still recording? Yes, yeah. it is. I made but, sure this yeah, time. No, wow. I, I Thomas actually, has an emotion. I, ha- I have this an empathy with you because wow. I have also read. Did you push X? Uh, I know. <laughs> circle. Press X, X to was sadness. Oh, okay. Yeah. X was uh, sadness. Zero was empathize. Uh, triangle is emancipate. Yeah. <laughs> and square was paper respect. I'm not fucking around. That's an option. <laughs> That's all the options. <laughs> David Cage is a scumbag. But sorry, back to your feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, because I've I've also read quite a few biographies of David Bowie and. Yeah, a biopic would just rub you the wrong way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think what if instead I, I, of like a biopic, um, it was like a, a a bio game, and it was done by David Cage. Fuck you. We're not Yo. talking about Omicron. We're not going to talk about Omicron. <laughs> Fucking th- phone at you. I've tried to play Omicron. You know how bad the controls are. Do you know how bad the X are? That is Omicron. <laughs> No, I literally had to look at the manual to figure out how to play the fucking game. Fuck Omicron. Fuck how to, David Cage. How to walk forward. Dude, no. I'm just going to get angry. I know. <laughs> I got another emotion out of him. That's two, and that's your quotient for the year. <laughs> you mean quota. Um, no. What okay. we should do is actually we should open a breast augmentation clinic. All right. And call it Bust or Bust. <laughs> And on that note, uh, <laughs> God. Yeah, yeah. You sound like you want to close it off there, Thomas. No, I want to shoot myself. And on that note, <laughs> hey. So that, I think that's enough for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. We've spoken. Yeah, we were wishy-washy about it. It's perfect. The way a biopic some bi- should be. Yeah. Some biopics yeah. are good. Some are terrible. Um, you guys got a lot to speak about in the in the beginning, and uh, Dion got a lot to speak about at the end. Yeah. And then you all three spoke a lot in the middle, and I kind of watched you guys. <laughs> yeah. So I think you're a good one. host. You yeah, cunning you're a great host. I asked the questions, and you got to answer them. Oh, yeah, don't the host. About he's me. the parasite. Yeah. It's almost like he's a symbiote. Oh my god! Oh, okay, fuck it. We're done. We're done. <laughs> That's it. Okay, um, let's let's give our let's give our recommendations. Uh, uh, Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. Halloween? Yeah, the the sequel is coming out this Friday. Oh, really? Uh, is John Carpenter involved at all? He is doing the music for it. Yeah, okay, well, uh, as long as it doesn't feature that Jamie Lee Fox. Jamie Lee Fox, yeah. Jamie Lee Fox. Uh, Jamie Lee... Jamie Lee Fox, Curtis? Wait, no. Yeah, Curtis. Curtis, Curtis Conrad. What? Hmm? What? Are you telling me it has a female lead? Oh, no, social justice. Michael Myers is the lead. How long is her hair? How, yeah, how long is her Short. hair? Short. What color is it? It's gray. sort of like a like a purplish gray. So dyed. So basically, they're pushing an agenda. Yeah, for I sure. I bet she uses guns. Oh God! Not even a horror movies have something political to say, which they've oh. never done in the past. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all jokes aside, I can't fucking wait. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Side chocolate collectible.